With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lepco Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lepko and Chris Sims. All right, okay, the sweat is already coming down my face because I shouldn't have had a coffee so close to the Sims and Lepko Podcast. Chris Jeez. Sims and Daryl Moose Johnston joining us. Episode 77 of the Sims and Lefko Podcast. What we do is... At this point, we would name the 77. I'm going to go Artis Hicks from the Eagles. I'm also going to say Atiba Rubin. You're due <laughs> to 77. Atiba right, Rubin. Right. And Lyle Alzado mm, was 77. That's a good one. You guys share well, a 77. Three. What? Because I know that you got. Yeah, I got to talk does. a lot. Who's your 77? Phil Esposito. Ooh. Oh, that's a good I one. I was not prepared for that. I went with Jim Jeffco. That was who I jumped out to my mind. I mean, he hit my dad as I was growing up a lot, so I, and then, that number is... Fendrick is back. Right. Do you think there was a 77 on Rutgers? There was. A great one. you remember? No. No. Pedro, Pedro Sosa, the uh, offensive tackle on the 2006 Rutgers football team. Oh, Brother man. I don't know how you guys don't remember him. No. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. He is his own, own Sosa family. And just so Moose knows, yes. this, his name is not Josh or Josh Fender. Yeah. He is Mother Hen. I Mother mean, Hen? this is Mother Hen. Just call me the Hen. Call him whatever you Keeps want. anybody in line. Right. He's useless. I'm glad yeah, that you got that reference because a lot of people are like, I don't understand what you're talking <laughs> about. Uh, you are here today. Let's get this right out of the way. Yeah. Ticket IQ. You're wearing the cool shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the smartest ticket search. I'm seeing it on your shirt. Why should I use this if I want to buy tickets to my Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, Because there's not a better site to get your ticket from out there in the marketplace right now. So it's a company that started off being a a business-to-business model. So they built up all these relationships. So with uh, all the players in the secondary market, the NFL exchange, the NBA exchange, uh, direct uh, with some of the teams, they control about 90% of the inventory on the secondary market. And they got a low-price guarantee to go along with that. So... When you're looking for your ticket and you see the low low price guarantee icon, that means you will not find that ticket in that section at a lower price in the marketplace or they will I refund you the difference. So you've got that going for you. That's cool. And I think all of us worry about that. You go to a show, you know, whether it's a, a you know, theater play, a concert, oh, yeah. or a game. No doubt. You're, you don't want to ask the guy next to you how much did you pay for the ticket. Right. You yeah. don't want him. He got a better deal. I was looking at right. Dave Chappelle tickets, and I was... I didn't get them, but I was worried about the price. Exactly. Ticket exactly. IQ. So I hear, or even going up. to the Yankees games. I mean, I, I go there, and you hear, like, a guy that's, like, a few rows over. I got over, these for like, six bucks. Yeah, and then you get another guy that's like, I paid $1,000 for the same ticket. And you're like, yeah. yeah so. And then the cool thing is they mined data for about six years uh, with the NFL mm. ticket. So they've got an NFL ticket report. You can out find out information there as well. The Cowboys are the highest-priced away team this year right. during the course of the season, really? which Not was surprising. obvious because we're America's team, and everybody right. wants to see us. <laughs> yeah. well, I used to hate when you used to come to the Giants Stadium, my dad was playing and the Cowboy fans would be there. I really hated it. They, they didn't guys. come from Texas. They come from, no, they they come come from, from the hidden areas of no New York. Yeah, no doubt. I know. 
That's fading. Yeah. I think Dallas is losing the American team. <laughs> no, no, we, we, that's not. Ticket IQ proves it. It's still there. So all you Packer all right, fans, well, we're all check. the Packer fans that really want to say we are America's yeah. team, right. you're the second No, they're both going to fade because you guys controlled the, the lack of television channels back in the day, and we were forced to watch the Cowboys and the Packers and the Raiders. And now as I'm getting to watch my red zone, I think Cowboys are going to Oh, it had we'll nothing check. to do with you guys being awesome at yeah, football. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no. No, no, no. That was nothing to do with that. We were forced to watch this. That was 20 He's an Eagles fan. Stop looking at my sweat. Would you stop sweating? I can't stop Can we get an IV in here? Holy cow. No, but I do think that when we mine Ticket IQ's data in another six years, I don't know if – no, Dallas will probably be there. Well, for your team, uh, there there seems to be a little bit of excitement. We don't know if it's excitement (laughs) about Doug Peterson coming in to reestablish the old Andy Reid days or the fact that Chip Kelly is gone. (laughs) But the prices in Philly are a little bit more. I'm more happy with the latter than the former. (laughs) Andy Reid days. But one more thing on it. Uh, The app. The app. You have to get the app. So you go to the website. That's great. There's a lot of information there. But the app itself, um, they're calling it the Tinder of tickets. So when you Stop see something you like, you swipe right, it'll start to track that data. So when I've I landed Tinder. last night. I'll download it now. Yeah. <laughs> Tinder la- or So last night I landing in the New York City area, I get things I might be interested in. I had right. a Bruce Springsteen concert ticket, $73 seat. Right. Uh, Jimmy Buffett out, of, out at the uh, Jones Beach. Right. Did you get down I saw him once. I, I checked the bucket. I yeah, snuck right. into a Jimmy yeah, Buffett yeah. concert. It's one good, time. but yeah, it's an experience. I, I can't do it every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear you. I don't think I can do it. No, no, right, no. right. That's really cool, though. And no, I will also very, say this: best. out of all of the guys we've had on, the, we've had a lot of people on this podcast. You are the best at at selling. selling. You did. You sold it hard, really. Like Thank Ticket you. IQ. But I mean, like you're good. Job. Like I am gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna get Ticket IQ as an app. No, I'm telling you, it's amazing. So my Def Leppard was in Dallas. Uh, right before I left town. So I'm getting updates during the course of the day. If you want to go to Def Leppard, now is the time to buy the ticket. Oh, really? It is the cheapest it's been since, we, since the show was announced. That's I cool. That. Well, the millennials so. in this office will be all over that. All right, that's so we sure. have to talk about the, the star quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott. Right, I, I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we sat here all year last year and went, you guys don't appreciate Tony Romo. You don't mm-hmm. understand how good he is. If he was there, this team could make a run at a Super Bowl. And now you got this backup that plays two games at a college. Dez is making amazing catches. He, this morning, Chris Sims compared him to Steve McNair because you do see a flair in this guy. I do. I definitely What is the do. buzz right now with Dak? And, and do you think it's justified or is it, I mean, it's two preseason games. So I had somebody ask me about that. You know, who does he remind you of? You know, and it was Donovan and it was, it was mm. Steve McNair. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the it's McNair. Just country. I like the Strong, yeah. can throw it from any angle. Exactly. Ball comes out clean every time he throws it. I Great mean, location. Yes. You know, that's the thing Definitely. that I've been impressed with. But right. more so, I think the huddle mechanics, because uh, it's a big leap for these guys coming out of these spread sure. offenses right. where it's signs and different things that are coming in. Uh, you don't really have to go through the mechanics of being in the huddle, hear the play, enunciate the play, mm-hmm. get to the line of scrimmage. What's, what's my pre-snap read? Where am I progressing to? Right. I think that that's been an area where he's probably surpassed my expectations yeah. more than anywhere else. And I then been worried about Wade that Wilson too. said, uh, you know, he goes up to, uh, to the offensive line after right. the Rams game. How was he in the huddle? So Ooh. when Travis Frederick and Zach Martin said, you know what, for a first-year guy, complete control, clean and clear with the play call in right. the huddle, good pace up to the line of scrimmage. We had pretty t- plenty of time at the line to get set. So right. those are some things that – that I think are impressive because it's stuff that's new to him. It's stuff he yeah. didn't have to do at Mississippi State. And you were saying the weapons he had at Mississippi State were trash. Well, I said, uh, you know, when we, when you look back at least myself and I evaluate myself and why didn't I evaluate him higher, I think I don't look at, like, okay, Mississippi State. I mean, 
Have we seen any receivers from Mississippi State the last yeah. few years in football? Uh, and probably most times when they take the field in the SEC, Mississippi State was the lesser talented team when they had to play Alabama, LSU, even Old Miss, he was a Georgia, Heisman contender Florida. for a lot of the year. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's a man. He's kicking butt. I want to ask you, too, what's the new facility look like? Because uh. the star, I mean – Man, okay. you're back in your day. Your uh, team would have been crazy in the new facility. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how well we would have done in the new facility. Um, I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't. Been, I'm going to actually be there Monday. Okay. Uh, for the first time right. uh, on the 29th, uh, they're having a family and friends day to come out and watch practice. So um, I'll, I'll have the better idea. I've seen the, the the conceptual drawings. Right. And I did the Miami Dallas preseason game last Friday night, and I talked to Jerry. Uh, and I said, is it, is it is as good as advertised? Right. And f- when Jerry Jones says, it's better than I expected. Wow. You know it's got to be over the top. Right. So right. Th- the, the huge benefactor of this whole thing is the Frisco Independent School District is going to play their home games. That is crazy. In the star. Crazy. So it's really? a high school, they got high yeah, school they got kids hanging with the, yeah, stadium. With the, yeah, with the Cowboys. It's unbelievable. They're Texas, man. That's the only they it's can the do in Texas. Yeah. That's uh, unbelievable. Dallas overall, just looking at them a standpoint, I'm really concerned about their defensive line. Crawford's banged up right now. They already have all those suspensions. I look at their linebackers. I'm a little bit worried. I, I'm happy that Skandrick is back from a football perspective. But what is your realistic expectation for the Cowboys this year? saying that Tony Romo's healthy the whole year. Yeah, we'll go off that model that Tony does play every game. Yes. Um, I I think the only concern you have on the offensive side of the ball is is how long can Jason Witten continue to play at the Mm. level he's playing at because right now there's not a lot of depth behind him. No. So uh, that would be your your big question mark on the offensive side. On the defensive side of the ball, um, Tyrone Crawford's a little bit nicked up right now, but I think they're going to be good inside. They talk about Terrell McLean as being the best guy on the defensive line right now. They'll struggle off the edge until Demarcus Lawrence gets back. I do like Cedric Thornton, though. He was really productive with the Eagles Well, with your guys, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, again, he's inside. Do they have to move somebody outside where they're not familiar? Maybe. They're banged up with the young kid from Nebraska who's banged up, with Malik Collins, Collins, I believe. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I mean, asking a lot of the young guys right. to come in and step into there right away. Uh, you know, Rod's going to have something. You're, you're going to yes. you're going to blitz a little bit more the first four weeks of the season. You'll find a way to manufacture pressure right. off of the edges. Uh, my big thing is pass defense is combination of pressure and coverage yes. on the back end. Um, it's impressive looking. Byron Jones, right. Barry Church. Byron's going to get to play safety all year. He's yes. not going to be moving back and forth. I just don't want you to Morris go wax party about Max Morris Claiborne. Like I've heard it too many no, times. No, 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 no. This is legit. This Why year? is it different this time? Because he's healthy. He's missed 13 it, out of 16 preseason game opportunities. Yeah. Opportunities. He hasn't been hurt one time okay. through OTAs. He made every practice for the first time God, in his career at camp. And now you put that on the top, Brandon Carr and Morris Claiborne yeah, right. in a contract oh, year. They have right. depth. In contract year. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to be playing. People also don't they realize how good Skandrick is. No, they don't. He can and be one of the best. That was the biggest loss. One of the best. And the swagger. The swagger he has. That right. you lost. Yeah. Oh, he's a trash talker. You lost. So if you if you don't have Dez yeah. and you don't have Orlando, oh, who's you talking just lost trash? a complete personality right. to your team. Right. Just, I would just have Tyron Smith walk out before everybody and just try and intimidate I want to go one area that I'm always amazed with the Cowboys. I mean, good and bad. And maybe you can give us a look into it. Like the Dallas Cowboys. And Jerry Jones. I love the fact that he takes chances on personalities and players and maybe injured guys like Jalen Smith. But also, you know, it's come back to bite him in the butt a little bit with Randy Gregory or even Demarcus Lawrence getting in, you know, or his little issue. Or the fact that you don't have Romo that much longer and Jalen Smith's not playing. Exactly. And it would be really nice to have a second-round pick. So, yeah. I, I guess what I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know if there's really any answer here, but just like Jerry is a guy. You think he'll just continue to take those type of chances because that's Steven? what he is? 
Well, I, I think or Steven, either way. Yeah, yeah. I think that you're starting to see a little bit more of Steven's personality uh, in the mix right. from the GM role in the organization. Uh, I think it all started with the Johnny Menzel situation. Yes. I mean, the, the rumor is that Jerry has Johnny Menzel's card walking, you know, getting up off his table. Man. Steven took it out of his hand and said, we're staying true to our board and we're going Zach Martin. Good thing. So I think that you're starting to see Steven with a little bit more input in that we're area. Hear about so that you'll, you'll, you'll back off of it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think they always will. And, and this is not. I don't think this is much from a gambling standpoint by Jerry. I just think there's maybe a little bit of overconfidence in the support staff that they have at, at, at the star now. Gotcha. Right, um, right. You know, we can bring that guy in because we do things differently here, and we're going to have safety nets for him, and he won't fall through the cracks. Right. Yeah. Uh, my wife has a saying, elephants always eat peanuts. So you, you can't change that guy. If that's who he is, Very true. that's who he's going to be. And right. you don't have 24-7 watch on these guys yeah I know. you can you can be a good guy at the facility oh. but eventually you got to leave and those Aaron demons Hernandez are there is no the perfect example because you talk about him being the he was there in the patriots organization right he was the ultimate upstanding citizen belichick loved that guy we trusted all that guy I mean, and was, who the heck knew right exactly right human beings you're right you are who you are and sometimes we don't know who you are until we know who you are deep thoughts i want to get into uh <laughs> joey bosa <laughs> <laughs> because because I, I'm, Joey Bosa was a guy that we actually thought the Cowboys, if he was available, might want to take there. It was between him, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jalen Ramsey. So the issue right now is Bosa is he's come out, long-time holdout, longest one since we've had since the new collective bargaining agreement. The owner says his stance is absolutely, quote, absolutely asinine. Then they release a public statement vowing to reduce the money from their best possible offer. The biggest issue is offset language and the signing bonus. And so, they're kind of lying about some of the things so here's saying, the deal so the chargers right now want to delay his signing bonus from right now to next march which people that are nfl fans need to realize not all these nfl teams have the money right now like it's a little bit weird right second thing is the offset money means they could cut him in year four and he doesn't get any guarantees so yeah no i don't want offset language in my contract that's crazy i'm right. a third pick in the draft exactly right um and we've seen this before aj smith did this with philip rivers in 2004 and said we've given Philip our best possible offer he's not taking it we'll start to reduce it I'm just curious from a fan of the NFL perspective it always seems to be the Chargers and this seems to be something where they're trying to vilify maybe a future star of their team to their fan base mm -hmm. so that I mean you have Antonio Gates coming out and saying he should be here and play I just think this is bad business from the top down and I'm tired of blaming the player for being greedy this to me sounds like an organization being super greedy well, I, I think the big thing is, uh, as a player in the NFL, you, you get to control your contract maybe twice. And right? this right. Is Joey yeah. Bozer, this is the first one. Right. You're a top five pick in the draft. You want to make sure you get your rookie contract right. And hopefully you get an opportunity when that runs out to really hit the big market with yes. your free agency. Yes, right. Um, so for Joey Bozer, in my opinion, uh, offset language is like deferred payments that we used to have back in our day. Right. Uh, you have to have money up front, money that's it's the way we get our guarantee. Yeah. Um, you pointed out it's the first time we've had a, a holdout this long since the new CBA, CBA was put in place. That's yeah. because we have a rookie wage scale. You go back to 2015 number three pick. You look at number two and number four in 2016. Yeah. It's slotted. It's so easy. Yeah. So now it, 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 we should never have a holdout. Now just, right. just what he's due, pay him. Everybody gets their money up front. He's going to look at what two got. He's going to look at what four got. Right. And he should fall somewhere in that area with guaranteed money. I he hope he sits out the whole year. Well, the, the fact that you're going to give it to him in March – you know, if the language is wrong in the contract and you get a career-ending injury yes. in November, you don't get March's money. Agreed. Right. So, you know, it, sometimes, uh, you know, people think it's greedy, but 
you only have two chances. Maybe you have two. Maybe right. he only yeah. has this one. Right. Uh, to make sure As you're secure. As a former player, what's it like to Better watch? Better the player gets it than the billion-dollar owner. That's it, one of my favorites. Yeah, right? right. I, I'll take the right. individual over right. the organization. As a right. former player, what's it like? Because I think we always talk about how franchises and owners put this stuff out there about players' contracts, and it, it makes the, the players look greedy. It's propaganda. You've probably been seeing this now for 20, 30 years. Well, you could always, you know, if, if Joey Bosa's people were smart, I'd start putting some information out about the San Diego Chargers organization. Yeah, and they have You know, what the money so, that they are. Right. And, and you, you, the big thing right. is, here's a team that, that needed to have a really good season. Mm. You've got the stadium deal coming up yes. and yep. later in the season. Uh, are you going to be part of the move? Are you going to uproot all these families? Does Philip Rivers really want to uproot his entire family oh to move gosh. to Los Angeles? Right. Uh, you know, what is that going to do? So y you needed to have a good season from that perspective. And everybody seemed to be very excited when they took Joey Boza at number three. Right. So instead of building on that, yeah. you, you, you've just taken all that away. And now you've got a real negative undertone mm. coming into your season opener. So it just it makes no sense. And we just all go back right away to, I remember what Archie Manning said. There's no way my son's playing in San Diego. Exactly right. I mean, right. you, you just you confirm and you validate I know. the concerns that Archie had back it then. It makes exactly me right. go and actually not. Like, I remember thinking that Eli was a brat during that time. Right. Forcing it. Now I look back at it and go, a really smart move. This maybe this wasn't just about wanting to play in New York, because I grew up wanting to live in San Diego. Man, you look at that. You can even go back into they they fired Marty Schottenheimer when they went fourteen and two. <laughs> I mean that th that would be like uh, let's throw the challenge flag. Yeah. You might be dumb running that team. <laughs> Sorry, I just got to say that. Uh, one thing <laughs> you said this during the week, and after you insulted my appearance and agreed with a Facebook commenter that said I look like Jonah Hill. Jonah. Jonah lost weight. He looks good these days. What yeah, are you worried about? This Jonah doesn't sweat. <laughs> yeah. Jonah does not. Cool. I definitely sweat more than Jonah Hill. So my, you talked about the owners that keep getting voted to the Hall of Fame, and you took a little offense to Jerry Jones, but I think you have a fair point, and I imagine that I'd like to hear All Bruce's right, so this is what I said. This has nothing to do with personally and Jerry Jones, but I, I'm sick of the, the NFL owner as the contributor in getting into the NFL Hall of Fame. So you don't have to make this personal to Jerry, but I'm just like, oh, really? The billion-dollar owner who wants to make sure instead he makes $400 million a year, he makes $500 million a year by contributing and making the league better? Really, he wants to do that? Oh, shocker alert. I, I, I'm shocked. Uh, so I just am sick of that. I'm sick of the Hall of Fame in general in yeah. some cases because I do think there's a lot of people that are not qualified to vote for it that vote for it. But I guess what he's saying is we just yeah, like I to just, hear your I, take on yeah. it. Do you think owners deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and all that? And, and it's a little bit more political it's than, than you, you ever thought political. it would be. It's, it's yes. the highest honor you can give to a player. Right. I mean, the guys that have Super Bowl rings and Hall of Fame rings wear their Hall of Fame rings because it's a more select company. Right. Um, there should be a – they go to contributor and they make it a separate category, but you're still going into the Hall. Yeah. You're yeah. still going into the Hall. Right. So I can see where people get upset there. But in, in defense of Jerry – when Jerry came into the league, he did some Jerry things. Jerry is awesome, too. Yeah. Now, he, take, he did some things here. differently right. that, that everybody kind of laughed at in right. the beginning. I mean, he was, a, he was a huge maverick in the yeah. business side of the sport. So he increased revenue. He got Fox into it. You know, in 1993, they're thinking about giving a pay cut to the networks to cover the game. Well, he's going to boot CBS out, bring Fox in, and, and everything yeah. goes up. Right. So that raises the salary cap, so that puts more money into the shout players' pockets. So it just yeah, shout out to Fox. So it just, you know, it, it continues to kind of grow from the business side, but he also was on the competition committee. Yes. And that's all about rules and safety, mm. integrity of the game. So he's done both. But I just if we're going to do this, we've yeah. got good guys. We've got Bill Polian. We've got Ron Wolf. We've got Eddie DeBartolo Jr. Right. If you go back to the Bills, the Packers, the Niners, you know, the Cowboys need to be represented in that group. They'll be, you know, 
had a conversation earlier with Mark Schlereth, and, and he talked about you know the fact that Jerry's going in before Pat Bowen. Right. I, don't, I don't think is right. Mm. So nobody's going to be happy. You're going to have reasons why it shouldn't. Jerry shouldn't be going in. Uh, it, you know, well, he was. He's not a good GM. Well, this is not about his GM skills. Yeah, right. You know, Ron Wolf. Yeah, that's his GM skills. Yeah. This is Jerry's acumen deals. in a different part of. of yeah, of my the thing NFL. that's tough is though. So I literally was just in Philly and I was watching a play that's being put on about Ray Dinger, who's in the Hall of Fame as a writer, who wrote a play about his childhood hero Tommy McDonald and how he carried his helmet and then af after his year he became the journalist that helped get Tommy McDonald into the Hall of Fame. Really cool story. Right. And I thought about the story and how Tommy McDonald was like, I'm never going to get in the hall every year my name doesn't get mentioned it's not going to happen and I think about all the hundreds of guys that might be eligible that are slowly and, and, and surely fading away because we forget them just through passage of time Jerry Jones could get in 20 years from now 30 years from now because he's still going to be an owner for the next 10 15 20 years I just I think about all those players that their memories are fading away and I just kind of go well, I, I worry about those I'll guys. I'll even one-up you, and I, I, this is a man I, I really have great respect for, like Eddie DeBartolo Jr., like he brought up. Yeah. I mean, would a player get in if they got federally indicted? I, I just would like to raise that question. I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but that's just the fact of the matter. Uh, I'm question. just throwing it out there. But the, the, I guess the double standard bothers me a little. I mean, sure, but you have a bone to pick with the Hall of Fame anyway, which I think a lot of us do. The fact that uh, Kenny Stabler goes in. Yeah, know, after he dies. Finally, right, uh, right. Mick Tinglehoff. You know, when Fran Tarkington was talking about Mick Tinglehoff last year, Mick, Mick probably doesn't have any recollection of yeah. what was really happening to him that evening. Mick Tinglehoff should not have had to wait that long. No. Yeah, right. I mean, his, his qualifications... He deserved to be in the hall right. when he could have enjoyed it and his family could have enjoyed right. it. Yeah. That's what I get upset about. I hear you. I, that, that's what bothers me. Is when, I, I know how we, hard we, you guys it, go it has, well, it has to be special. It has to be unique. But you can't make it to the point where you're doing it where people are getting in and not being able to enjoy it. Yeah. Or they're getting in and it's their spouse or their son right. who's doing the acceptance because he's no longer with us. Right. Yeah, hey, right. at least they figured out that Hall of Fame preseason game, though. That thing is clicking these days. <laughs> Well-oiled machine. Oh, my gosh. Moose Johnson, absolute man. Dude, thank you so much you for being it. here. You got uh, it. You the man. Fox, you still with Kenny? Still with Kenny. Oh, Kenny, my gosh. Kenny, now I... Th I, I I'm What's looking he lives here in Jersey. I know, but here. I'm looking for proof. I think he's cloned. Right? I think that, yeah. Now I have I have reason. I have to just check and see if the Rio track events ah. actually overlap the Earl Spence Jr. fight last weekend. Because <laughs> Kenny would have huh? been in Rio and in Jersey at the same time. Uh. So I might have proof to my theory. Who that is Kenny, your crew this year? You, Kenny, who else? Laura Oakman. Laura okay. Oakman. Yeah, we had Laura last year. Laura, oh, she's yeah, good. Right. Yeah, she's great. She, her, awesome. her network of, of connections in the NFL is uh, second to none. I mean, it's, All right, it's so amazing. Well, what was your Cowboys record prediction? I didn't give you. I, I think they're, they're going to win the East. I, I really don't think this is a question that they're going to win the East. Eat that, Eagles fan! Yeah. Well, you guys are you guys are. Pulling oh, up. I don't think yeah. we're going to win. The I don't East. care. No. I, I, no, you, you know, I know. I'm like everyone goes. Oh, you must root for the Giants. I mean, yeah, I like the Giants, but I'm really good friends with Jason Garrett yeah. and a few other people. Oh, now, Rod yeah. Marinelli was with me in Tampa. Absolutely. So when the Giants play the Cowboys, I root for the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, I mean, just a good game. I mean, I'm, I'm yes. a, a huge. I was a huge Tom Coughlin fan. All my buddies were Giants fans. Right. Um, you know, but for me, I've got an affinity to the Eagles organization, mm. which drives people in Dallas crazy. Yeah. But I have yeah. a I have a really really good relationship with the Philadelphia Eagles and right. the organization you've going all the way back to Andy for a long time. You yep. begin to root for people and entertaining games and mm -hmm. all that other stuff. You just kind of realize, no pun intended, it's for the birds. <laughs> the good birds. All right, Moose, you're the man. Great seeing <laughs> you. What, you was, what was your one earlier that got us thinking? You uh, don't know. Oh, what you, you don't know until you know, and you only know when you know. I don't know if that <laughs> was it. I don't think <laughs> now I don't know. Awesome. All right. Go ahead. You can just walk off. We're cool. Wait, like, that's you can just drop the mic, get out of here. But I'm still giving you a moose <laughs> call.
Man, he ruined my dad's last year in the NFL with that game in week uh, 16. That was Emmett's fault. Yeah, Emmett. Damn, Blame man. it on Emmett. Your shoulder hurts. Just stay out of the damn game, Emmett. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thanks, uh, the Moose Posse. Appreciate it back Have there. Have a great day, guys. Be good. Good to see, see you, ya. man. Have a good one. Oh, uh, no. That was bubble water back there. Oh. See you, mother hen. See <laughs> Love it. Yeah. He knows. He was paying attention. Hey, thanks for getting involved in that, uh, Mother Hen. Appreciate I, it. I don't, I don't mess with the Dude, images. Okay. That's your the customer. red eye. My red eye. I'm juiced. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's awesome, though. Oh, he's great. He? I, I mean, just downloaded Ticket IQ, by the way. They got good deals on Bruce tonight. I'm I've always really? enjoyed Yeah. 81 Mo- bucks. It's Mo- pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And, and uh, I like how I've never used Tinder. I've seen people in the office show me and stuff. Tinder that's, for tickets was good. That's pretty that's, cool. That's an excellent way to he get the ball hit into the your time Are we rolling still? We are. Yeah. All right, so let's just use – yeah, we're going to keep going. Right. Let's uh, do it. Tinder, he is an unbelievable salesperson. He's amazing. He's the best one we've had. And, so because here's the thing for everyone that's listening to the podcast. All these people come in with things to sell. Right. I get handed sheets like this all the time right. with, like, bullet, pr- bullet point information. And we've had many people come in here, and all they who do is, even, like – Who don't even know the product like that Josh they're Norman by. did, like, camping worldwide or something like that. <laughs> and he was like, you like camping? Camping worldwide. And it was like, whatever. Moose came in here, and I was like, I'm downloading this app. Right. He's come in here before, and he's done TGI Fridays and stuff. And I've been like, I'd like to get those Jack Daniels ribs. Listen, Moose is a, a real football guy, too. I mean, Moose yeah. is, is truly one of the announcers I like to listen to when a game is on because he is going to give me some nuggets and some points. You know he studied, did the work. Um, yeah, he's a cool dude. I've got a chance to meet him a few times and, and I kind of talked over you a little bit in right. terms of the Joey Bosa stuff. Yeah, it's all right. Do you, where do you stand? I, I mean, I, I, I think he answered it perfectly. I mean, and I think, you know, the, listen, everything the, the Chargers are trying to stake, take a stance on, they're not really telling you the true – total truth of the situation yeah. like oh we've offered them any more money than any pick we've had since 2011 oh yeah you haven't had a top five pick since 2011 great point so shut up with that crap the my, chargers my are thing, showing you why they've never been in a my other thing is this is if i was in a disagreement right with let's say bleacher report right and bleacher report publicly put out what we were being offered and what was going on i would have a really hard time with that agree work yeah well it's you know, if I can't trust you, then who the heck can I and trust? And the other thing I'm a little surprised about is some of the players, like, saying he needs to get in here. Like, that's kind of a player code, and they should know better. Yeah, but at the same time, this is a time-honored tradition where we look at the first-round pick rookie and we get upset at the money he's getting. And I also think sometimes it's taken out of context because they're saying, we want to win football games. Of course I want him in here. You're right. But, yeah, I mean, when I see Antonio Gates, who himself has been in holdouts, calling out Joey Bosa – it's a little hypocritical, and it's a little annoying. But you're right. Just because he's saying, yeah, he needs to be here, we don't know the exact yeah, full extent of the knows. quote. You're right. Um, you just went to two training camps. I did. Pittsburgh Steelers, hung out with Tomlin and the boys. Right. And uh, Washington. Right. Uh, what did you learn in Pittsburgh? Man, Pittsburgh, the first thing that you, you learned. they're a Super Bowl contender. A Super Bowl contender. In fact, I left Pittsburgh going... I really would be shocked if they're not in the AFC Championship game at the very least. You know, you know me. You've heard me say this before. One of my biggest things in evaluating is just when you walk on the field and you see their 53, 
can their 53 beat up the other 53s in a fight if a fight broke out? And Steelers are going to win a lot of fights. I mean, they you come who out. Stooks, who stands out to you that makes you feel this Cam way? Cam Hayward. So Cam Hayward and Stephon Tewitt, obviously. But right. they, they were there last year. Yes. Their secondary sucked last year. Right. Their offensive line was weak, and they had a lot of injuries. Well, the offensive line was injured, right. So, so what are be, we – how does the, all those the things The offensive look? line, if it can stay healthy, is I think can be one of the top five offensive lines in football. Wow. There's no doubt about it. So – their look alone, and now, yeah, staying healthy, of course, is a big question mark. Jarvis Jones, Dupree. Secondary, certainly concerning. Artie Burns hasn't been yes. out there yet. But I think he'll be healthy for week one, or he's getting close. Uh, you know, the kid um, Davis from Maryland, you know. Uh, yes, Sean Davis. Davis. Is, yeah, Sean Davis, excuse me. Right, you know Maryland. I right. got you. Uh, I think he can be a legitimate contributor there as well. But they're young guys. Uh, listen, they have a really good defensive staff. Um, is their secondary like the going to be world-breaking? Yeah. I don't know. They need Jarvis Jones to stay healthy. Bud they Dupree. need Bud Dupree to be healthy. Yeah. Middle linebackers Ryan like Shazier. Timmons, Shazier. All right, so Vince then here Williams. is the super nugget. Tell them what you saw to Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I, I, before I even get into Le'Veon Bell, you know what the one thing that is just – it actually drove me crazy, and I haven't even said this to you off camera or anything. One of the first things you notice when you walk onto that field is Ben Roethlisberger. Period. Bun Roethlisberger has become the unforgotten man in football to me. Try that one more time. Well, the unforgotten. I thought the issue was going to be Bun Roethlisberger. Is that his new name? And he is the forgotten man. Well, the first thing that's really cool about how ben could you unforget Bun Roethlisberger? <laughs> what a legend. Uh, he is. He jumps out. He is a freak of nature in his own right. Has I mean, it been a while since you've seen him? In person, it has been. And when you get out there, first of all, you notice it's him because they start practice and everybody's wearing their helmet except for Ben. Ben throws Backwards to the cat. receivers, doesn't have nothing. He's just out there. Everybody else is sweating with their helmet on. But Big Ben's like, oh, I'm the man. I'm not putting my helmet on during this part of the practice. So you notice that. But nonetheless, the ball still pops out of his hand. He still moves really well. He can get out of his hand as quick as anybody in the game. I mean, we truly, I don't think, talk about Big Ben enough. Top as, five? Without a doubt. <laughs> number four for me. Uh, maybe number three. But just I, I just can't tell you how impressed I was with him. And then the weapons in that offense, we know about it. You want to – Le'Veon Bell – I mean, Le'Veon Bell is – I couldn't tell his knee was hurt. That was the first thing I jumped out. I mean, one of the first carries of practice, he got the ball, and, I mean, he jumped and cut and jumped and cut and then exploded. And I was like, damn. I mean, that was like the ski slalom, and I couldn't tell what knee was hurt. Yeah. So he is ready to go, phenomenal shape. Uh, I just would be shocked if they can – as long as they can stay healthy – if they are not, I'm very curious to right. see how the Bengals are this year. Yes, th those two just in the division no make doubt. it tough on each other. And I think the Ravens will be better, of course, than last year as well. well I think the Browns will be better. Yes. than Yes. When you go to a training camp, just so people know, what right. is your day like? What do you do? All Good right. Question, Josh. Right. Thank you. I'm right. here to speak for the people. Yeah. Right. Well, I got, uh, of course, a great reception in in Pittsburgh. Uh, not as good as Washington. Like the Redskins, like. Uh, since I knew so many people there, they literally let me walk through the walk in the facility and were just like, "Chris, go wherever you want." Do they make you wear a media credential? No, oh, okay. I no Pittsburgh. I had to put a guest pass sticker on, a day pass sticker on, but so I, I sat in a little sitting area for a few, when I first got to the Steelers facility, 
And I was like, all right, I got a little time here. You know Sims in the sitting area. Every person that walked by. <laughs> Something to through, say. Hey, what's hey, up, you? asshole? There was, hey. a, well, there, was, there was a little of that. But I actually, this was like a little quiet area, and it was you know in the morning still. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch a little film here because oh, I had some film. So I'm watching some film, and then Mike Tomlin comes in. And, you know, he comes, hey, man, what's up? And we talk. And you know, Mike Tomlin is awesome energy every yeah. day of his life. Uh, so that, and then, yes, I get to see some of the coaches as they walk by and say hi to old friends like Mike Munchak, Todd Haley, who I really like, Garrett Guimont's a strength coach there. He was with me in Tampa. So uh, Bruce Gradkowski's still there. He was my backup quarterback in Tampa for a little while. So you just get to see those people. But then you walk out to practice, and I try to be respectful at first. I just kind of stand off the side. Yeah. And then somebody comes up to me and goes, hey, Chris, come on, you can get out here and get Even right in Pittsburgh, too. Pittsburgh. I didn't get to go on the field like I did with the Redskins, yep. but uh, with the Steelers, at least I got to get into, like, they were on the second field. And they said, you know, come over here, stand right on the sidelines. And, and watch. You know, players come by, they talk, Like we did with Amari Cooper last year. Exactly. Yeah. I got, but I even got closer otherwise, than that. Oh, yeah, good, idea, good question, Fendrick, because a lot of times the media is sequestered to, like, area. one corner. And that's why when you start seeing, like, media reports, they're commenting on a drill that might be, like, 200 yards away. Right. And not everyone gets access to the further fields, which is what you're right. talking about. Right. So it was great. I mean, to be there and you get to be like, oh, I'm literally on the side sidelines of practice field number two uh yeah the media was 80 yards behind me and you know oh okay the offensive period gets over and here comes big ben in the offensive line antonio brown says hello because he remembered us from the from our coming on the super Super bowl Bowl, yeah and we talked how's he look uh i mean still quick as hell that was you know that was another thing i missed when i walked out to practice they're starting individual drills antonio brown First guy in line for the wide receivers. They're doing cone drills, like they're practice, they're cutting, yes. they're running. I mean, it is balls to the wall, pedal to the metal yeah. for a guy that is the man. I, I, and that shows you, shows you the makeup. He is one of the, the most enjoyable right. Snapchat follows, mainly because I didn't know a human being could work out that much. Right. Every day this summer, I've watched him. And every day he's had on like 20 pounds of flak jackets just doing cutting and cones and drills. Relentless. And it's, you could tell he, he enjoys it. It's Practice weird. Practice full go. Every snap. It's, yeah. the, it's never like, oh, I'm going to take this and one And to off. have that guy as your tone setter, yes. as your number one, yes. you wonder why an Eli Rogers is blossoming and a Marcus Wheaton is developing. No doubt and about all it. these wide receivers no doubt. are all of a sudden excelling because he Marcus shows Wheaton, Ladarius Green is going to be huge. Marcus Wheaton. Is Ladarius Green going to be huge? Because all the talks right now is he can't stop I, having no, concussion I think, I think he's I think he's ready to go. I Did mean, Tom he was out like there him? practicing. Yeah, Because there were media reports about a week or two ago they were frustrated. Him well, and Well, he wasn't practicing. And you know how players are, but he's he, they're excited about him. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Okay. And then Marcus Sweden, I didn't realize how big he was. I mean, a little taller than you man, he's just a bigger man than I expected. How's Sammy Coates? Uh, Sammy Coates, another guy. How's that, Eli Rogers? Eli Rogers is a slightly poor man's version of Antonio Brown. Maybe okay. not quite as straightaway speed and all that, but. Eli Rogers is going to have 50 or 60 catches this year. You all right, guarantee so good, it. Good camp. Yes. Uh, then you fly to Washington. Fly to Washington. Is there anything else Pittsburgh you want to talk no, about? No, that was it. Yeah, right. felt, that felt clean. Good, good. Good job. Good, good job, Chris. <laughs> all right. Give us more of your information. Right. Uh, so you go to Washington, and apparently the red carpet was rolled. Jay Gruden let you buy ice cream afterwards? <laughs> well, no, Took I, you out for I a mean, brought well, you to practice? So many people. Well, I, I get to go there. You know, at first I get, they bring me into, like, uh, where the, the media, media guy is there. I talk to him a little bit. Tony Wiley is the head media guy for the Redskins. Great guy. But 
Now it's okay. They're hey guy. They're about to go walk out to the walkthrough in the indoor bubble. So I go out there, and again, respectful on the side of the. I'm going to sit on the sidelines. I just want to watch. I want to see people in person. Mm. Doesn't match your eyes. Like like Trent Murphy, first guy that jumped out at me. I go, man, Trent Murphy's a lot bigger in person than he looks on film. I don't really? know. Really? Yes. Film doesn't know. TV and film don't do guys justice all the time. But I'm sitting They're there. Expected. They asked him to lose 20 pounds Ooh, this he year. He looks good, though. And move outside. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sitting there, and, and Jay Gruden, uh, you know, looks over me and tells me to come out. What's your relationship with so Jay again? Jay is, you know, worked on the staff under John oh, in Tampa. So he what, was, was there. Was he quarterback's coach? No, or? he was really still coaching the arena team at that time in Tampa. Was this before Orlando? After? Okay, so he was, okay. He, yeah. And so he was always kind of in and out of the office doing that stuff. But Jay is really, yes, he's kind of a quarterback whisperer in his yeah. own right. Uh, and it was interesting, you know, they're doing a walkthrough and they got like the second team guys doing a walkthrough on this side of the 50 yard line and all the first team guys doing walkthrough on the other side of the, the 50 yard line. And Jay's great. I mean, he's telling me plays and I'm like, he goes, yeah, you know, some of the language is different than, you know, I had because I kept some stuff that Sean McVay, the offensive coordinator. Yes. And then he's teaching me some of the plays and the offense. I'm watching my man Colt McCoy, old Texas quarterback. So, so that's else cool. popped for Washington? Oh, man. Washington, I think the first thing that pops at you is their receivers. Their Pierre rec- Garçon, Deshaun Jackson. Right. Dotson was Dotson's probably not there, but Dotson's another guy, like, a lot bigger in person. He's a tall guy. Man, square shoulders. I just was a little surprised. Uh, Crowder. Uh, Jamison Crowder. I mean. Shifty as hell. Ball of muscle. Like, yeah. Exactly right. Like Chris Antonio Thompson, Brown. Shifty as hell. Right. Uh, so that would be the thing. Watching practice, I would think you just hit on it. The running back situation is somewhere to worry about. Yeah, Matt Jones is banged up. Banged sprained up. AC joint Ex- right now. Exactly right. What did you think of Keith Marshall? There were reports early that he was really good. Well, uh, listen, I, I think the big thing is he's got some talent. Uh you know, I, I and just, to you. well, no, he pops physically. I think the one thing you watch, like, I, and I don't even know this. This is just from stuff I saw on film. He's just not ready yet. He just, mm. he doesn't know the nuances of blitz pickup or what to look for when I run the zone stretch this way. Jordan Reed. So Jordan Reed, a freak of nature. He reminds me of Aaron Hernandez, and I know it's Aaron Hernandez is sweet. There's a lot of bad things attached there. But it's Aaron, my favorite thing that Sims does. As a football player. But yeah. as a football That's my player, that Sims we can does. discuss it. It's, it's like, a freak show. You're, like, obligated to say I things. I just got to say like, No one cares okay, about Aaron Rodgers' murder. We Aaron only care Hernandez, about right. football, Aaron, football Aaron Rodgers fans. If football fans <laughs> cared about off the field, right. then we'd be sitting here up in arms about Josh Brown's domestic violence. Right. But instead, I go down to the lobby. It didn't even make me make this transition. Right. And I got a Cowboys fan's going, see, it's not just Greg Hardy. That's how sick football fans are. <laughs> is there like, is he producing for right, me? Right, Jordan Reed on the football field. Phenomenal. Freaky na- freak of nature. I mean, to be 240, 245, and to be as quick as the Jamison Crowders yeah. and that, they're just... Do, not- they, do they need Brian Stork? Uh, yes, I, I believe they do. They probably... Uh, we're looking for a little more depth on their offensive line, but I think they're pretty excited about their offensive line too. I mean, how, still- sh- how is uh, Scherf as a as a in person prospect? Scherf is like a kind of like we've always said. He's put together just yeah. how you'd want a guard, like a David DeCastro type, yes. who is really impressive in Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, and then to see, I mean, Trent Williams. I mean, Trent Williams. The best left tackle in football, for my money, when he's healthy. Really? He is the man. And then how's their defense? Uh, Anyone the, pop on defense? The secondary pop. Well, tell the story about uh, our good buddy. Josh Norman. 
Josh Norman did say when I, after the walk in. He did. He comes over. He hangs out. I mean, Josh Norman is one of my all-time favorites. He's great. Comes over, and he did give, you know, hey, tell, tell Lefko. I said, hey, what's up? Tell Lefko. Wow. Yes. What's yes. up? We're on a first name basis, even Ch- though it's your last name. No, that's my first name. <laughs> Don't call me Adam. Nobody knows that but, name. But, uh, yes. You think they're going to be good on D? I do think they're going to be in. It, just from my one concern about the Redskins, or two concerns, would, of course, be the running back situation, and then – do they have enough big people on their D-line? I don't think so. That would be the one big thing. Yeah, I don't now, I think Joe they lost Barry, roast, and that's big. Joe Barry is a great defensive line, a defensive coach altogether, and they might be able to do it with creativity and all that. But Preston, Preston Smith, Smith, big in person? Yes. I mean, arms, he can scratch his knees standing straight up. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. He would be a guy I would say watch out for to really kick some butt okay. this year. Okay, that yeah. was fun. Yeah, that I was like fun, that. man. And Very clean. Man, Very clean. you've just been... The Redskins facility, what I had a lot of fun is, Oops, so since there's a lot of people from Tampa uh, on this Redskins staff, they remodeled their facility with the Redskins to make it look like Tampa a little in bit. In Ashburn? In Ashburn. So they, they had an old facility, but they kind of... place? Yeah, right. They gutted it out and made it look very similar. So I walked into the cafeteria, and I was like, damn, this looks like, you know, one buck place that I used to be. The chairs are the same... And of they course, they told table me that all the linemen are playing at. They just said, "Hey, this is we remodeled it kind of with Tampa in mind. We've taken a look at it, but man, the food, there's kitchen and stuff. I had bolognese pasta. I mean, they had. Wow, uh, what were you eating when you were playing? Man, but I just with the well, Tampa when I was there. Not till the end did the food get good when we moved into that new facility. You're the, the facility, pickiest eater. So what kind of food was there when you first got there? Uh, man, there was our my start of my career at the original One Buck Place was a hole. Okay, the hole there is. Yeah, that's a lot of them. But it, our ticket sales were in a trailer when I first got yeah, to Tampa. Yeah, you've told the story, but what was the food? The food was like they brought it in from a lunch caterer every day, and they're like, hey, here's a bologna sandwich, eat it up. And you're like, uh, okay, I'll wait till after I get out of here. Well, it's funny that like... So, of course, they've taken this new steps yeah, in this gen- yeah. to be, eat healthy and have the proper nutrition. I'm making myself protein shakes in the Redskins facility, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm playing again. You need me? Sim- I'll give me Sims the is, Sims is walking around. He's going up there, and he's like, yo, you got to try these Orgain protein shakes. They're incredible. <laughs> You get my wife buys them. They're fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I've gotten the Orgain speech like 18 times. Yes, they're yeah. great though. Super delicious. They Orgain, are. delicious. Um, all right, I want to talk about some other preseason football and observations and things that have really jumped out to you. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I know jumped out to you is Jared Goff doesn't look like the guy. Right. Paxton Lynch looks like the guy. Yes. Um, do you think Paxton starts the season? Mm, I don't think. I, I Simeon's going to start. I think Simeon's going to start, but. I do think he is on the radar still, and I think this third preseason. Mm, excuse me. Oh, coughing! No, oh, hiccups! He's got the hiccups. Everything all right, Chris? I'm good. You Thanks, good? Motherhand. Right. Thanks, man. Uh, but yeah, I do think Paxton Lynch, how he looks in the third preseason game, will be really important. Man, if they wanted to start Paxton Lynch and they felt confident he knows the offense well enough and can take care of the football, I mean, they can play and win games 16 to 10. We know they can do that. How concerned? Like a zero to 10 concerned about golf. Oh, man. I would say it's about as concerning as any top five pick I can remember, especially in recent history. So let me try that again. So yeah. zero to ten. Uh, I'll give it a niner. Wow, that's yeah, high. Yeah, I think it's really – it's well, listen, out of the quarterbacks we've seen, uh, I mean, he's lucky that Christian Hackenberg is a total disaster with the Jets. So that people can talk about that. Right. Uh, but Jared Goff is, looks overwhelmed mentally, physically, everything. 
Uh, I they've got to be concerned out there. When that happens with Jared Goff, are people in the building is are people starting to point fingers at each other and question their draft picks and their evaluations? No, probably because it's all made by Snead and Jeff Fisher. So, so no one's time gonna... out. So then, why when I'm watching Hard Knocks? And every time Jared Goff throws, they're always slipping audio underneath of them being like, oh, nice throw. That's an throw. NFL throw. That's an NFL throw. Right. Nice pop 16. Because they know it, and they're trying to make sure that they're pushing their message. That's well, what they that are. That's the politics of football. That pisses me off because hard knocks was the first time we get a raw look at an NFL thing. And they, I should be hearing they Liv Schreiber going, Mike. there's a lot of concern right now over the rookie they quarterback. But Mike. instead, they keep juicing them up. And you made a comment today. There has never been a time where people should be battling with Case Keenum if you're the first pick in the draft. No. You should know after the third day. This is, they shouldn't be in week three going, bring them in the, the first team for one Andrew series. Andrew Luck, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, literally they would have gone in the first week of OTAs back in May and then be like, he's our starting quarterback. Case, you're on the bench. That's, that's all there is to it. And like I said in our video today, too, Case Keenum would not be a backup for most teams in the NFL. I, I'm not trying to be a jerk. This is just true football evaluation. So that is concerning in itself. Yeah. And then, of course, Sean Mannion is outperforming Jared Goff as well. I know uh, Cardell has impressed you thus far. Yeah. Uh, Non-quarterbacks that have popped off to you. Oh, man. There's... Obviously, I know you like Derrick Henry. Oh, Derrick Henry for sure. I mean, uh, I know I'm trying to – you got me on the spot here. It's a little tough. Uh, I know. It's okay. I'm just trying to think of things that, that I have watched. Um, you know, hey – Vernon Hargraves in preseason game number two. These are like three interceptions with five passes at him or something He was really – he looked phenomenal in the Philadelphia game, just movement skills. I don't even care about the stats. Stats don't matter. No, but then the Jacksonville game, I said, oh, my gosh. Like, it's only a matter of time before he starts. I heard Ramsey was really impressive in that game, too. I I have yet to watch Jacksonville on defense in that game, and I actually downloaded just as I got here this morning. So I would like to see that. Because uh, I have not evaluated him yet. Because yeah, he, he didn't apparently had like game. a six-yard tackle for loss. Where um, you were like, "That's a freak." Man, there's a lot of guys. I know we hit on a lot of other guys. Uh, the Houston Texans, of course, Braxton Miller. You like a guy right. in New Orleans you brought up today? Oh, uh, Aniyata. Aniyata from Canada. He is a third or fourth round pick, number 93 for the Saints of the D line. Very impressive. I really mm. was uh, liked his look a lot as well. They got another guy, 49, Devonte. I can't come up with these names on the fly, but you can look it up. 49 for the Saints. He's had a Texas A&M, a rookie. Um, he gets in really early in the game. He's got a little ability there. Uh, I'm going to throw in one guy for yeah. me, Tajay Sharp. The more I watch him in right. Tennessee, the wide receiver, that's the reason they got rid of DGB. I, so I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Yeah, okay. Next week's podcast, right. I want Sims's studs. I want five guys right. that are popping off that we Devontae don't Burns. talk about. Yes, and then also – Forget if we got to hit it on now. Jadevi on Clowney, holy crap, he's back, isn't he? Well, I, that I move on Andrews Pete and then some of the bull rushes. The power incredible. is phenomenal, and, and that, that's what I'm excited for him because a lot of people have been on his case. Now, can he ever get around the edge? We'll see. That was a really legit injury. He'll be Mario Williams, um, but that is certainly impressive. Um, I'm just trying to throw throw some other things out at you, um, man. Mm. This is like the kid in class. Yep, it's like um, he's doing his worksheet as the teacher is picking but up But he's got a full notebook, papers. though. He's, he's already done What's the work. What's amazing, just... too, is I completely threw this on him without telling what I was going to do. So, like, this isn't fair. And now he's crying. It's like, okay. Yeah. Don't worry. But I we're going to do Sims's five studs. Yeah. And we're going to do Left Goes Leftovers, which will be my five guys that hopefully you didn't talk about. <laughs> which so means I'm you're going to have to prep for, like, 10 or 15 because people. I, Cyrus Jones. 
for the New England Patriots. I wasn't real high on him in the draft. I, Cyrus Jones. Corner out of Alabama? Cal, corner out of Alabama. I think he was a third-round pick. He was. He's, looks phenomenal at this point. Uh, mm. You know, he's been playing outside, which I wasn't sure he could do that. But movement skills look good. And when they move him into the slot, he's, he's legit. And the, and the he's other guy, the other guy for the time. Patriots they are super excited right now is Joe Thune, the left guard no of NC State. No doubt about it. And I thought we uh, talked about him Highest graded pro football focus rookie out there. Whatever stock you want to put into that absurd grading system. Right. But they need him with right. all the injuries to Trey Jackson and then eventually another concussion to Brian Stork and all that. Um, week three preseason will be big. It's our first look at Ezekiel Elliott. It's yeah. our first look, extended look at Arian Foster. We're going to get a good look at Le'Veon Bell. We get to see Dak Prescott without Des Bryant yep. and a number of other guys. I'm excited been... to watch that Seattle-Dallas. It's going to be, be really fun. good. Right. I have so he's going to hear this. Joe Mossieri invited me out to drinks. He's a local sports guy in the New York area. Yeah. And it's like the number one thing. That's how in the weeds I am right now is he's like, let's get drinks on Thursday. And it was like two weeks ago. And I was like, sure. And now I'm like, I want to stay home and watch preseason football. I hear you. Which is like really pathetic. But I'm just going to do it tomorrow morning. Yeah. Matt Sims jumped out in preseason game number two. I'm going to give him a shout out because he's my brother. But I don't I'm really not, give a I'm damn. Even kidding. I sent you and him a gif of a throw that he made. Dude, frozen Phenomenal. ropes. Matt, my brother has one of the five best arms in all of the NFL. I don't care yeah, what don't anybody says. You call me a homer. I don't. No, really it's give like a when crap. I watch the Connor Shaws of the world, and I watch the Trevor Simeons of the world, and I see their arms, and I see what they're capable of. Or I watch the Colts, and I see Stephen Morris, and then I see Matt Sims. And I go. No, he's better than all those people. Yeah, I know. But it's our, it's our last name. I've said it before. It doesn't help. Um, so we like to talk a lot about the philosophic shifts in the NFL and things that are changing. And I always call them new normals. Mm-hmm. And I think we're about to go through one, and I'm seeing an interesting reaction from coaches in the NFL. So you've seen the Microsoft Surface tablets. We jo- A lot of coaches call them iPads, and it's super hilarious because right. Microsoft paid, like, billions of dollars <laughs> to be called Microsoft. Right. So, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. You want to call, you want to like call for something? Good. Okay, good. Episode 77, the cough yeah, like, episode. The, <laughs> 77, the cough that was episode. my first was cough. Uh, it was my first cough. Um, can't do the wedding crashers quote. But they've only been able to get pictures on the Microsoft Surface. And for people that don't realize, and you tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. coaches and players would get a pre-snap photo, a post-snap photo, right. and then a sideline photo. Is that what you would get? Is yeah, that you, well, you we would see get coaches the, and quarterbacks you get the sideline and the end zone view, right? Right, and so, it's pre-snap and post-snap. Pre-snap, post-snap, and, you know. And you're supposed to, guys, like, look at what they did pre-snap and then where they moved, and then, I guess, figure out the place. Is that how it's always been? No doubt about it, yes. See, and that's funny because I never knew that. Like, I never knew what they were flipping through and all that right. and how you guys were like, if he went here, oh, so that means he's dropping in his zone right. and this guy's And early coming. in the game, you might call up and be like, hey, dude, your post-snap picture is like a second after we snapped the ball. We can't see crap. Can you delay that picture another so that's, split so second? So what's happening now right. is they've been doing this a little bit in the preseason where the Microsoft Surface, they were just doing pictures. Now they're bringing in some video. And is it going to go on all year long? Maybe on, I, I do not know if, right. if you could look that up while we're having this conversation. Right. This has been some of the reaction. Bruce Arians made waves uh, on Monday, no, excuse me, Wednesday, saying it helps bad coaches. And his thing was saying we can spend hours and days on a blitz and then you figure it out in the first quarter because you're able to see it. I never realized it was that difficult to decipher what the plays were on the sideline, and I didn't realize that that was part of the gamesmanship, was trying to figure it out. A few months ago, Ron Rivera, I believe when talked about this, says um, 
I want to get beat on the field. This was his reaction to the video. Says, I work all week to kick your ass. You see a video in the like on the fly in the first quarter and figure it out. How fair is that? Right. So those were two coaches that I would put in my top five coaches in the NFL yeah. having a reaction of, you're hurting my week of preparation. Coaches famously sleep at the at the facility. Yeah. John Gruden gets there 18, at 3, 40 hours in the a morning. Day. Right. And it's all about coming up with a wrinkle that's going to mess up the other guy Bill Belichick in an amazing response because it's so Belichickian says I'd say it's probably like a lot of things that are new the concept is good when it works it's good when it doesn't work then it doesn't work it is so pragmatic <laughs> it is so stoic to get back to things we've talked I would about actually think he'd be one of the guys that would be opposed to it but he was also the no but he is also but, the guy that goes if you're introducing it I'm going to master this yeah he is truly a guy that does not care whether or not it's going to give him a disadvantage he goes how can I use this because we've talked about this before his inventory of plays and what he can then call that you're not expecting Play, recall it's everything. unbelievable it's phenomenal at the core of what Arians and Rivera are saying right. I'm sure you agree with them yeah how will this change a football game yeah I, it's, this is it, a this could be a seismic shift and I didn't think it was that big of a deal until you just said hey you're taking a photo like there's someone there taking a photo how scientific is no that? doubt about it I and mean, you know I'll even take it like you know there's been times like I can remember Mike Shanahan one of his last years with the Redskins uh, the team they were playing, their pictures didn't work, right? Wow. They couldn't. Their pictures didn't work. So, like a good sportsman, he goes, you know what? We won't use our pictures either until yours get figured out. And what? he stopped it, yes, which is a phenomenal man's thing to do. Uh, but, yeah, I do think it's going to change, uh, and I do think it's going to help it some of the – It benefits the offense, it, for sure. Without a doubt. It, it, it's going to benefit, I think, the biggest thing, yes, is blitz pickups, coverage disguising – you're going to be able to rewind a tape and go, hey, look, the right, the right defensive tackle, when he put his right arm down instead of his left arm down. Might be oh. because he's now going to stunt this way and expect this Do stunt. Do you think this I could think change gonna... play calling and you start saving stuff for later in the game? Because no. you don't want to show your looks that early because it can get figured out? Or? No. Well, I think this is another thing that I think a lot of really good coaches do, or at least good coaches do. They save things for the second half regardless. Like, gotcha. Like, just say, like, a Dean Pease in Baltimore. Terrell oh, it, Austin, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. They might have ten new blitzes for the game, right? And they might show you seven of them in the first half. So you go in, and, oh, we got seven new blitzes at halftime we got to prepare for. And then they come out in the second half, and they go three more on you. And yeah. you go, oh, we never saw Sean, that. Sean Payton's so, quote about this was, I'll tell you what I don't want. Right. I don't want to look at the sideline and see all of my players buried in tablets, which is going to be an interesting way of, yeah, there's video, but you don't want to spend so much time on video that you're not paying attention to the game because guess what? You're out there, and you didn't talk about the next three, four plays we want to do. I, I think it's overrated for players in general. I think, the quarter, I think the quarterbacks can get some benefit out of it because you can look at Especially it and say, the really experienced man, players. yeah, right, the safety's coming down, the nickel guy's cheating a little bit, expect the blitz, whatever yeah. it may be. Uh, but I don't think you're going to be able to make huge in-game adjustments, but I do think you're going to find little clues quicker in the game to go, oh, this is what they're trying to do to mm. us. Look what they're disguising in this formation. I, I think It all, isn't even playing field for everybody. It and is. Like you said, Belichick will probably be the first to master it. reminded it. me of that book that I had in here where we were talking about which I don't going. like it, though, just to say it. Yeah, give me, give me that. Well, I, just, I just don't like it. I, I agree. You've worked all week. 
Uh, I'm not. I don't. You don't need to sit there and watch film on the sideline. Like if you can't sit on the sideline and evaluate like the photos, uh, the photos started? are fine. I, I think that's fine to a degree. But I don't want it to go any farther than that. If you can't sit on the sidelines as a head coach or a defensive coordinator and not know what the hell is going on out there, then I, you know, I don't know. Then maybe you shouldn't be doing that for a living. Interesting. So you do think it helps bad coaches? I do. I think it's going to help a lot of bad coaches. Do you think? Okay, so it could. So the, a lot of technology makes bad things okay, right? And it makes good things great, right? Like it's made shopping for groceries amazing because I hate shopping for groceries in New York, right? Because it's way too cramped. I want to punch people in the face, and technology allows it to be delivered to my doorstep. I, I don't you. know if that has anything to do with what well, we're talking about. Well, I hear about. you. Maybe, and maybe I'm Could wrong. Could it make Bruce Arians unbelievable? Could it make Bill Belichick a mastermind? Well, I think with like a guy like Bruce is. Arians, the thing is, is it's like it's not like he's going to draw up a new offensive play. They'll be yeah. like, oh, they're playing this coverage. Let's draw up. It something really sounds like it's going to benefit the really experienced quarterbacks that have such a mastery of the playbook that they can they already know the plays and they can really focus on the right hand in the dirt, the safety shift, exactly and stuff right. like that. Right. Um, I think what's really funny to me is um, it reminds me of that book Monsters because it talked about George Hallis was the first coach to put a coach high above. And I think I may have told the story before. There was a coach that had to send up because something wasn't going well between the communication. And as he was coming down the stairs, he looked and he saw in the defense that there was a hole in the middle of the field. And he ran down to George Hallis and he said, there's a hole between the two safeties right now. And they threw seven touchdowns attacking that spot on the field. And George Hallis went, wow, we can actually see what they're doing better from up top. And then I'm sure at that time, people were like, if you can't see it from the field level, then you can't be a good coach. Maybe you're right. But we yes. were, it, it's, I mean, I can watch every NFL game on Game Pass. Granted, it right. usually sucks and annoys the hell out of me. Right. But the availability of technology, nothing is hidden anymore. No. We're grading offensive linemen that night. We're able to see players. We can now scout guys from all over the world. Uh, technology makes information available but what you do with the information, it's the analytics debate. Yes. There's numbers for everything, but which numbers matter? Right. This, though, I did not realize how primitive it was with plays and photos. It'll be interesting. And I, I know if I was an offensive coordinator or anything like that, I would be the guy that I would like to sit up in the booth. I would not be an on-the-field offensive coordinator. Because I, uh, when I was growing up... Yeah, because what are you going to do? Ask the quarterback what he saw? And most, Why don't you just look and see what right, it is? Right, and most of the time, really, like a quarterback, he doesn't want to talk to the offensive coordinator all the time and be it's like... a weird relationship. Well, and be super like, why'd you do that on third down? Why'd you do that on second down? And like, like that shut up. That to me I'm was playing. such a you funny moment. You know why moment? I did that on third down? Because I had a 6'4", 290-pound guy about to rip my head off, and the game is flying around with all these freaking big guys. That's why I did it. Shut I th- up, I coach. thought there was a moment in the Sounds third Sounds like you and me after a video. Exactly. Right. It is. It right. is. Well, Rob Boris was sitting there with uh, Jared Goff on the play that he fumbled in the halftime locker room. He goes, did you see what play I called? I called your favorite play. That was my fifth favorite play, but it was your favorite, and I called that. And Goff was like, yeah, whatever. Like, But I was like, dude, get out of here. Like, it just – I don't, I've never been in that situation. I don't know what the relationship is between a quarterback and an OC, but I do know human interaction, and he just looked like an annoying, like, did you see what I did for you? Right. And Goff looked annoyed by yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure, because it's annoying. You don't want to be, don't grade me during the game. I know that I made a mistake. He, as a player, you know it. Let me just play and have a free mind and continue to be aggressive and not know I'm being, like, analyzed with every little thing I'm doing mm. all game long. It's hard to play like that when you are. I, I know I had, like, the year I got hurt with the spleen, 
Gruden was on my case early in the year because we lost a few games to start the year. And I, listen, he was all over me every time I came to the sideline. And at one point, I just want to be like, dude, shut the F up. Uh, did like, you ever say well, that? No. Well, yeah, I, I, did, I probably did, yes. Would shut up. Like, we'll talk about it tomorrow. But you're, like, giving me preconceived thoughts in my head. Yes. And you're, oh, look you're for this guy. You're making me Geno Smith over well, here. Well, yeah, you can, you can do yeah. that, certainly. And I think really it's like uh, a pitcher. the nice way to do it is have the offensive coordinator up top, have the quarterback coach who's usually a little bit better friends with the quarterback anyways and can talk to him as a man. He can relay the message. And if you got to get on the phone or the headset and talk to your offensive coordinator and he wants to point one thing out, great. Mm. But over that, it becomes too much sometimes. And that's why I think Bruce Arians is awesome as a quarterback. He's the Because he doesn't do that to his quarterbacks. He's always like, I'll go out and get it. Sling it again, bro. Sling it again. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the quarterbacks love playing that. All right, so uh, it's really funny. As the NFL apparently is going to video to improve their technology, we are slowly making our way to getting off video. Right. It's with an interesting heart, but I'm also excited because we're going to get back to our roots. I like it better. This is episode 77. Episode 78 will be our last video podcast, correct? Yeah. And then we are moving to an audio only. Our first guest tentatively for the audio only podcast. Wow. You're going to tease something. I am. All right, go ahead. Because I feel confident. Who Alan Robinson will be our first audio only guest in two weeks. Cool. So that will be the week of the start of the season. Cool. Uh, for everyone that likes to consume Bleacher Report in multiple ways, next week will be a very exciting time for us. It will be the 29th, 30, and 31st, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If you want to join us on Facebook Live, me, Sims, Matt Miller, and Mike Freeman in some form or situation will be breaking down the entire season. Sims will be picking every game. We're going over the top storylines. It will all be live, and then you can also watch it later on the Bleach Report Facebook. But I will say right now, I feel like we're in, like, week four form. I feel like we're a lot – I know, I'm you're – kicking, You're kicking butt. I've had you're, you're kicking butt to the point where you annoy me when I walk in the door in the morning. Because I feel like I'm getting – like you're like a, you're becoming an offensive coordinator. Like, did you see this? Did you see that? I saw this. I saw that. Like, shut up. We're going to do a podcast and a video. Shut I'm literally, up. I'm literally waking my work up really early. I'm waking up really early, and I'm reading every newspaper for every NFL team. Good. Because I've just realized, if I'm going to talk about how psychopathic athletes are with their work ethic, yeah. and I want to be good at my job, right. then I need to be a little weird. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, be a psycho. And I've also realized that I don't like hanging out with people anymore, so going out at night is no longer an issue. Ah, you're becoming mature. Is, why is, is it called? Why is it that when maturity. you become older, you're just like, I don't want to deal with people? I, because you just start to realize, like, man, I got, I got a job. I'm putting a lot of energy yeah. in. I have, like, a few people who I really like, and I put yeah. energy into that relationship. Screw everybody else. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm yeah, at the screw everybody else stage. Which, if you're everybody else, I apologize, but I don't want to hang out anymore. Uh, so, Rodolfo from the Super Bowl hit me up the other day. Did I tell you about oh, that? You, uh, so the story of the guy that came up to Fenwick at the that. Super Bowl and was like, Mother really, Hen. Right. So he hit me he up on LinkedIn Fendrick. the other day, talking journalism. Uh, Rodolfo, what's up, man? Rodolfo! It's good. To, when's the last time you've been here for a podcast? Oh, Episode man. 69? I mean, Don't what even the hell was the last time? 69. Don't uh. even remember. <laughs> anyway, Lefko, why don't you wrap up the show? Awesome. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, as always, at Sims and Lefko. You stopped sweating, and now you've restarted again. I had more coffee. <laughs> uh, hit us up on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes and on uh, Stitcher. I don't even know what else we're on. Don't worry about it. Who cares? Uh, No, I'm just kidding. We care. It's great. Uh, No, but we are super excited. We're going to go super hard on football all season long. But I also think it's going to get a lot weirder when we go all audio. Yeah. And we're going to mess around. But thank you guys as always. Episode 77, you are the crap to everyone in the the control room. You guys are the sh**.
<laughs> so bleep that out. And Moose Johnston. Yeah, he was awesome, awesome bro. Moose. Friend of the podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out, homies.